Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 128, and it is titled How to Love Yourself and Have Hot Sex After Divorce with Amy Edwards. Now, you know, I think this is a super relevant topic because so, so, so many people uh, we know, especially around our age and even younger these days, are going through that exact thing where maybe they got married young, it didn't work out for whatever reason, now they're suddenly finding themselves in single land, and depending on how long they were, they were married, they might be like, whoa, the whole dating game has changed, I don't know what to do, who am I, how do I operate in this world? Like, There's so many questions about what do you do from that point on? And so we've got a special guest today who's going to help us answer some of those questions from her own personal experience. And we're definitely going to dive in a little bit with, you know, whatever hot sex story she has, both before <laughs> and after. <laughs> so before I read Amy's bio, let's just give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer in the bedroom, or increase your sexual skills, there is going to be something for you at powerandmastery.com. Today we have Amy Edwards. She is 48 and is a rock musician, radio personality, author, actress, accountability coach, and podcast host, as well as a mom to two girls. Wow, that was a lot of roles there. She's definitely multitasking and hopefully doing it all well. Amy's platform is about rocking life to the fullest, and she believes strongly in helping others overcome their fears in order to reach their goals. She hosts her new show, The Amy Edwards Show, now streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So welcome, Amy, to the Love Lab Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks to you both for having me. I'm so excited to be here because I love talking about this kind of stuff. So really <laughs> to have this conversation with you. Yeah, you know, with that bio and so many different things that you've done, we could do a whole bunch of different podcasts, <laughs> but I guess... Well, you, you know, um, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I believe in being well-rounded and going for it in a lot of different ways. And I think that sexuality is a big one that you can lose, especially as a woman, as you get older and as you have children. And I... I have worked to maintain my sexuality and maintain that aspect of myself because I think it's so, so important to our humanity, to our wholeness, to our beingness. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I have a list of things I do, sure, but I think that it's it's part of that whole picture of me as a woman, and I want to inspire other people to just go for it in whatever regard. And it it's just... it's. It doesn't sit well with me when women um, push aside their sexuality. And I think that it's really easy to do, especially after a divorce. Maybe you're depressed and things like that. And I've been through all that. And so 
Anyway, we're, just, we're that, going that's to, a big part of it. Yes. We're going to dig into all of that. And I completely agree with you, by the way. I told this story on the show once before, but I'll keep it really short. I had an English teacher when I was in high school who used to brag about her husband all the time. And she used to say that he was a Renaissance man. And by that, she meant that he was good at so many different things. So that, well, that idea of being well-rounded. And I remember being in high school, not being well-rounded at the time <laughs> and thinking, <laughs> I want to be like that guy. I want someday I want my wife to say that about me, right? So yeah, I love yeah. that idea of being well-rounded. And you have Yeah, well, it's that. part of it's part of being a yes. human, right? We're neglecting other parts of ourselves if we aren't paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. I'm in this mastermind group right now and it's all about that. It's be it's getting yourself fit to serve the world, but they address it from a physical perspective, mental, emotional, spiritual, um uh financial, you know, it's like pay attention to all the aspects. And sexuality is just a really big one that can get pushed aside so easily in a relationship or when you're by yourself. So I want to take you a little bit back there. We're going on a journey. Yes. (gasps) We're going way back. (laughs) So we're curious about what was your level of self-love early on in your life and during your marriage too. So where were you back then? Because right now you're rocking it and you're awesome and we love this, but it wasn't always like that. So let's go back. (laughs) You know, I'm glad you asked because I've had a lot of time to reflect this last year on my own progress with my self-love. And I have recognized the ways that I have been in a state of unworthiness and not valuing myself. And the more I work on self-love, the more I value myself. And I cheated in both my marriages. Um, So I had one marriage. um, So if you know, the last time I dated was, I was like 24 before this time. And I got married at 26 until about 32, went straight to another relationship that was a marriage and had another baby. And so that's the one I'm coming out of. So it had been over 20 years since I had dated. But even as I reflected on my self-love, it, it, I, was, I was putting too much value in other people loving me. And I always have. And I think, and I don't know where that comes from. I really don't. I've done a lot of soul searching on it. And my parents had a good relationship. So I'm not sure if I just put too much value in how I looked and validation from other people. I think that I had a friendship in elementary school that I loved her so much. And she hurt me like in different ways. She just had her own issues. And I think maybe I just searched for validation outside myself and wasn't really truly loving myself until this year, until I really made the concerted effort to do it. And, and it took some work and it's not that hard. It just takes consistent effort, just like anything else. I think it's a practice. Everything is a practice. And so I really worked to develop that practice and reflecting on both those marriages too, and cheating. I've been I got very curious. I think it's important to get curious when you have things that you might feel shame or guilt about, or you devalued yourself. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's cheating. Maybe it's, you know, shame over God knows what. You can get curious about why you did those things. And I got really curious about um, the cheating in particular. Like, what was I searching for? And I've realized that I just constantly felt like being in a relationship, I was cutting off other options, but I was really just searching for validation in other ways outside of myself. And it's not the healthy thing to do. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. 
I don't want to go too far down that road. I love what you're bringing in there, but I would I would love to do an entire episode on why people cheat. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah. And I would love yeah. to talk to you more about that because that's actually a really deep conversation. But I don't want to get too far off the track of the topic of right, this particular right. one. So I don't either. Sorry. No, that's okay. I mean it just it just was my about my own self-love. And so I really haven't had a chance to um to grow in that way. Yeah. So, so what we've established is, is that early on in your early marriages that you were, you were lacking some self-love and, and seeking a lot of external validation. So that kind of leads us into our next question, which is, so how did that manifest in your marriages? Like, what were your marriages like? Were they happy? Were they fun? Were they tumultuous? Were they up and down? Like, what, what were your relationships like? They were very different. The two of them were very different, I think, just because of my age and becoming a mother. And so the first one was really fun, but we were different fundamentally. And once that came out, I knew that that wasn't where I needed to stay. We were fundamentally different in our political and religious views, because I'm pretty much like a freewheeling hippie. And he is uh, conservative and Catholic, and it just started to not mix. And, uh, and, um, and you know, I think there's a self-love aspect in that too. Like, I didn't pay attention at the beginning of both of those marriages. Um, to some red flags that I knew about, including that one. And then in my second one, um, I, uh, he, he drinks a lot and I knew that. And, um, it just, I knew that, that that could be a real problem down the road. And it was, and yeah, I've done a whole podcast about that as a matter of fact, and just about, um, my own, issues with alcohol and substances and how I married somebody that had more of an issue than me. So I looked like the good one, you know, and um, yeah, and that's been an interesting thing to get curious about as well. So they were good. Um, I would say my se- second marriage, you know, sexual- sexually, it was much more open and freeing. And I really uh, moved into a new space in my own sexuality. And so that was a real plus, but I still had cheating issues. I still had things that came up with my own self-love where I wasn't really loving myself. I love how you are segueing us right into our next question all along the way so far. Because <laughs> I'm trying you, to stay on topic. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is great because you started to talk about the sex in the relationship. And the next question literally is, what was your sex life like during your marriages? Did you have hot sex, so-so sex, a lot of sex and really no sex? Were you satisfied, not satisfied? I am going to be very candid, and so if you're one of my ex-husbands, just turn this off right now. But, um, <laughs> if you've ever been married or, to me, just or keep it on it. and maybe learn something. <laughs> maybe um, my first husband, maybe because of his Catholic upbringing and all that, you know, um, I guess I didn't. I, I was wanting to explore and be more adventurous, and he he wasn't really willing to go there. I was like, "When do you masturbate? Tell me these." Things. And he wouldn't tell me, and I was like, "It was frustrating for me because mm-hmm. I I'm just a sexual person and I'm interested and curious and I want to know what people do." And uh, in my second one, he was super open, and so it started out really hot, really really good, and I was like, "I am alive. This is great." And I'd already had one child, so I think you know, as a mom, you just get you can get kind of in that mom mode. And that's not, that's not a sexy place to be. And so I was really excited about that. And um, over time, unfortunately, it faded and it faded a lot to where I felt like that part of me was dying. And I was very sad over that. And I didn't know what to do. And I tried things with our marriage and it didn't work. And I, 
I just thought, is this it? You know, and I take pretty good care of myself. I always try to look good. And I was like, I felt like he was telling me that he, what he was telling me was this was all I deserved. And it was just not even a sexual relationship. It was just, it had just evolved into something sad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really sad about it. And for years I tried and um, I don't want to give in, give too much details in there. I don't want to hurt him or anything, but it just, uh, for me was not satisfying in any way. And I, I don't know, you know, I think as a woman too, you feel like your beauty might fade. You feel like your body is changing. And I'm like, TikTok, you know, like I, I really want to live my life. And I ended up having sex with someone else. I was in a band and, um, like we, we were like a cover band. We did fun stuff. It kept me on stage. And so the, one of the guys in that band and I were, he was kind of in a place when his own relationship where he wasn't really happy. So you can see what happened. Right. So we had sex one time and I just felt alive again. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit. I, this is a whole part of myself that I am not actualizing right now. And I, it made me sad, but it also made me happy to rediscover that. And so I knew I had to get out of my marriage or change it. And something had to fundamentally change. So I went to him and I told him, can we live apart for a while? Because something's got to change here. <clears throat> and I thought still we might get back together. But things. once I said that to him, he took it really hard and was going through his own path and his own growth. And he just, it just didn't work out. I, I knew that by like the next day. And then, you know, within a couple months we moved, we separated and I had to file for divorce. And I kept on with that guy for a while, but I was still in a situation where I was not valuing myself because he was cheating too. We were both cheating and that all came out in a real ugly way down the road. I, I learned a lot, but one of the things I really learned was that, um, how important sex is to me. And so I knew that whatever relationship I was in, again, that's just a priority, just flat out priority. There are so many lessons in what you just said. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just want to recap a couple of them for the okay. audience, just so people understand and like really hear what she just said. Her marriage started out as, you know, good with hot sex and much better sex than her first marriage. And over time, for whatever reasons, which... We could delve into, but we don't really need to at this point. It devolved and became a sexless marriage. And after a certain amount of time, right, there was resentment. There was also a desire to awaken a part of yourself that was basically dormant. And that is what really drove you to the cheating. And so the lesson for people listening is don't let your relationship get to that point, right? So, because the thing is, is if you're a sexual being and, you know, like we're, Selena and I are both very sexual beings too. It's a huge part of who we are, which is partly why we do the work that we do. But the thing is, is if that part of us was forced to be shut down with no other outlet for it, what's going to happen? It's going to explode out somewhere at some point, right? And in this case, it happened to explode out with, you know, a, a bandmate, right? So it's, it's totally understandable and easy to see how that can happen in the context of a relationship. And you know what? I don't really know the key 
to making sure it doesn't happen. Because at the beginning, we were tuned in and and had an intimacy. And we talked about, okay, let's always be clear and communicate to each other. Let's always keep this. But over time, it's not like it happens overnight. You know, it's this really gradual thing. So, you know, Mm -hmm. as I look to other relationships in the future, I'm like, how do I learn? How do I maintain? You have to work on it all the time. You can never get complacent. Mm -hmm. It's like we make sure that we have a date night every week, no matter what, there is a date night. There are things that we do to make sure that we never get to that place. And the times when we do get there, we call each other out on it. Mm -hmm. You know, if if it's been, you know, two weeks, even five days, right? And we've only had, (laughs) well, I was going to say, and we've only had sex once or twice. Usually Uh that's like a big red flag for us, you know? And we're like, whoa, okay, we're working too much. We're too stressed out. Something's going on here. Talk to me, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so good. Yes, you have to. Listen to our episode 100 of the Love Lab podcast on how to keep uh, the attraction alive in long-term relationship. We talk all about the secret ingredient of polarity. And so, yeah, we can help you down the road, Amy. Awesome. (laughs) I want to bring up one more thing that that you talked about, which is you mentioned that your age was something that was coming into your mind about, oh, I'm getting older. Maybe I'm not as attractive as I used to be. And I wanted to say something. Um, It was a conversation I just had this weekend with another male friend of mine, and we're all about the same age range, he, myself, you. So um, we were talking, he was asking me a lot about the work that Celine and I do, and I was telling him some of the struggles that people have as they get older and how, as they let their bodies go. And we were speaking specifically in regards to men who watch a lot of porn and they watch these beautiful, perfect bodies. And then they look at their spouse and they're like, oh, you know, she doesn't look like that, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's twice as old, right? And and so many other things have happened. She's had three kids, you know, she's twice the age, all all that kind of stuff that happens with age. And he actually had a very interesting comment because I was, I was uh, basically trying to use him and his wife as an example. And his wife actually, I mean, I've known them 15 years now, and she looks basically the same as she did 15 years ago. And so I said, well, yeah, but look in your particular situation, right? Not a whole lot has changed. So it, you're still looking at basically the exact same thing you were looking at 20 years ago, right? And his, actu- his response to me actually was, well, yeah, that may be true. He said, but actually, the older she gets, he go, He said, the more attracted he becomes. He oh. actually said that, that that sort of natural process of aging and changing brings up more things that he finds attractive. There's something about that. And I totally agreed with him, but I was just saying... From clients that we work with, they often say, well, it's not the same as it used to be. But Mm. I wanted to put that out there because I wanted people to know, not just you because you mentioned it, but people listening. There are a lot of men out there, myself and my friend who I was talking about included, who actually think that our women get sexier as they get older. I love that. Yes, yes. Yes. And we do because we grow into ourselves more and there's a lot of appeal to that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I definitely feel a lot more confident and sexier and all those things than I did 10 years ago. 
Yeah. Confidence is very sexy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's mm -hmm. funny because earlier you mentioned like you didn't know if it, it was your second marriage and you were, you know, in your 30s. So you felt better. And I can totally relate. I think as women, we just mature in our sexuality. Like the more that we age, the more comfortable we feel to ask for what we want. We know how our yes. body operates. It doesn't mm -hmm. always take as much time. It's more fun. We, we don't have inhibitions. We're like, whatever, you know, and it's like because you let go, you enjoy your Yourself more and then the experience gets better. So I do have to say too that I've experienced that too, that as I'm getting older, my sex is getting better, but I'm also loving myself differently. And that makes a big difference because I'm not ashamed anymore. I'll be like, oh my gosh, he's going to see how my labia look because they're not like in porn, you know, like, oh, there's this, or oh, I've got hair. Like I couldn't care less anymore. I'm like, this is what you're getting. And I'm freaking awesome. You know? <laughs> yes, I do know. I'm right. on that. Yes. And the more that ties back into self-love, the more mm -hmm. that you love yourself too, the more you're like, I, I've got it going on. Oh my, you are like the queen of segues. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the ne literally the next question felt I'm looking at I here. I felt that one. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, I'm actually skipping one, which is even funnier, right? Because I was going to skip a question and go to this one and you set us up perfectly for it. <laughs> So, you know, we kind of established what things were like before. Mm -hmm. Now I really okay. want to get into like, what are you doing now? And so the next question is, what was the first thing you did to love yourself after your failed marriages? So you, the, the marriages didn't work out. You realized that you needed to up the self-love. What, what did you do? Uh, I got depressed and fell apart. <laughs> okay. That was the first thing I did. Yeah. So I, you know, um, I really just got on a journey of myself and I didn't quite see that that's what it was at first, but I just kept delving into what are all these things I'm feeling and how can I get better? And uh, I... I am pretty candid about my use of psychedelics. Uh, I've been on a psychedelic journey as well for the last couple of years. So um, it'll be almost three years in January since um, in January, 2021 is almost three years since that, that I had that conversation. Let's live apart. And so the divorce was just complete in October. So it was a very long process. Um, and I had a real progression overall of this self-love. And I had to go from feeling like I need someone. And I mean, I fell in love with that guitar player, drummer, uh, guitar player guy from my um, band, you know, and it was not a healthy love at all. It was dark and not coming from a place where I loved myself. And so I had to go through that and I had to fall apart and I had to have my heart broken in like a bunch of different ways. And I did something called 5-MeO-DMT. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Um, Bufo. And so I did that two years ago in December of 2018. So that 2018 was a very dark year. I also got sick because my um, I got this horrible sinus thing. So I kept losing my voice and it was tight. And, you know, I'm so, I use my voice for that list that you said, that's my voice. That's what I do. And so it was debilitating for me and just added an extra layer of just depressedness. And um, I, 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 felt like I just didn't know who I was and uh, I needed to heal in all these different ways. And it was my throat chakra was just blocked. And I had, I hadn't spoken my truth. I hadn't, I hadn't been truthful to myself. And over the next year, 2019, I started to coming out of that Bufo experience that was so powerful. I really uh, began to heal and I was so surprised. And suddenly my higher self gave me some gifts and I had a pretty intense uh, 
reactivation of the bufo a few months out of that and I suddenly became a vegan. I suddenly stopped smoking. I suddenly um, just quit drinking coffee. Really random shit that I didn't see coming. And I was just realizing that I was stepping into my own value. And at that point, I really started meditating. I started um, doing those practices that we all know we should do, but we don't always do them, like meditation. And just slowly. And just incorporating more things into my life that I knew were healthy. And by the time I got to 2020, this the beginning of this year, I had a really, int- I did ayahuasca last December and then a, a mushroom journey uh, in January. And those all really helped shift some patterns in my brain because I tend to ruminate and I tend to get in a track in my brain that I can't fucking get out of like a broken fucking record. Like you suck. You're never going to meet anybody, you know, you're getting old, you know, no one's going to want you just bullshit that we think. And this helped really reset my brain patterns. And I also, um, ended up doing some ketamine infusion therapy this year as well, which really changed my brain. And those, um, conjoined with the practices, the just general daily practices that I do to love myself, uh, really came together. And especially with the pandemic too. So this year I entered a new phase where I was by myself. I had dated, but the dating progression was not good. I was still putting validation on, do they like me? What can I do? (laughs) And, and I was forcing it into what I thought it should look like. Fell in love with someone who I was forcing him into some way that I thought it needed it to be. And, I I got my feelings really hurt by him at the beginning of the year and um, my worthiness just went dipped way down. And so doing all these things, I knew something had to change because I didn't want to feel like this. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I looked at myself and I'm like, well, this is it. You may just have you. What if you just have you? What if you do? What if it's just you? And I was like, huh, well, okay, what if it is? Um, well, then I better have a damn good hot sex relationship with myself in corporation with the rest of this, right? And I better love myself like fucking crazy. So that was the path I embarked on. Okay. And <laughs> sorry. I was just, that is a, a very powerful moment, right? Because you, you mentioned the use of different substances and they can mm-hmm. absolutely have value. I mean, they're even testing some of this now in, in working with soldiers with PTSD and all that. So we know that they have value. I would also say to anybody listening that that's only one path, that there's many different ways that you could achieve that. But one of the things that it it eventually did was bring you back to yourself and realize that you you no longer needed to seek externally that validation. And it's funny because I had a similar journey before Selena and I got together where I had a bunch of of, uh, you know, relationships, three years, five years, four years, whatever. And each one ended up failing at the end of the last one. I just literally said to myself, I'm done. Like I'm (laughs) done. Like I really don't care anymore. I'm not even going to look for a girlfriend. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to just play music, do whatever I do and just enjoy myself. And then of course, what happens, right? (laughs) And so, yeah, it's that, it's that idea of, of really coming back to yourself and being okay, being with just yourself that I think that actually makes you more attractive (laughs) to other people. (laughs) It, it, It hands down does. And you're right. Those things that I did are just tools. They are just 
tools if someone needs them. There are many other types of tools. There is meditation. There is breath work, which is extremely powerful. Um, there's And there's just music. You turned to a creative outlet, which is beautiful. So there's, there's all different types of things that you can do to tune back into yourself. Um, I used those tools, but you're right. It brought me right back to myself. And I really just sat down and was like, fine then, fine then. I'll just love myself. Great. Mm -hmm. So I um, dove straight into that. And especially with the pandemic, because I was just here by myself, you know? So I was like, okay, I'll not drink. I'll, um, because a lot of people, you know, did drink a lot during the pandemic. And I was like, my, my kids don't really like it when I drink. And I'm like, I don't need it right now. So I just got healthy. I ate healthy. I lost weight. I just devised how to exercise at home. And I just, um, I just started treating myself with a lot of value. And I'm really into Go ahead. Okay. So I want to come back into this, into this journey and, and raising your value and, and the steps you've taken, because now we're getting really into some really good meat here. Oh, yeah. And But before that, um, we're just going to give a quick little break to our sponsor on it. And we're going to tell you all about... You know those times when you're into you're so much into what you're doing that you can't think about anything else, right? The days when you've closed the big deal, won that game, made love for hours, and checked everything off your list, and it was effortless and it just flowed. Well, how would you like to feel like that every day? And psychologists they call that feeling of being in the zone. It's called the flow state, and it is the optimal level of consciousness where you can perform at your best. So we have found a product called Alpha Brain. It helps you achieve a flow state and supports other aspect of cognitive function and better memory focus mental processing so you know amy was using psychedelics and you could use some supplements it's she, she did rewire her brain and this is really what that does alpha brain can help you to remember names focus think more clearly under stress react more quickly protects your brain give you mental clarity make better decisions make better decisions because it was hard to choose to be healthy and not drink and go for these things so this kind of support helps you with making the right decision and so we've got something for you here. If you go to ownit.com, you can save up to 10% off. If you use our coupon code LOVELAB, it's L-O-V-E-L-A-B at the checkout. So go to ownit.com and use a coupon code LOVELAB. Okay, so... I might as well just tack onto that really quick. On it is Aubrey Marcus's, of course. And Aubrey Marcus's, that's the mastermind that I'm in now, is Fit for Service, which is um, also led by Aubrey Marcus, which is amazing. So that's I awesome. just want to just give a shout out to that because it's really <laughs> changed my life. So. Wonderful. Yeah. And on it's a great company. We use the products. This is why we're advertising them. They have good stuff, good um, good ethics. So yeah, yeah, check them out. Very much so. Very <laughs> much so. Okay. So... I want to say one thing that you said was when we asked you what was the first thing you did, you said, I got depressed <laughs> and I went down. And I love that answer because a lot of people think that it has to be rosy, that all of a sudden you had an epiphany and your world got perfect. And you gave yourself permission to go down that path of being uncomfortable, but learning to be okay with that. We talk a lot about being comfortable with the uncomfortable, with the discomfort. And I think when you stopped running away and you started to feel things, you no longer then needed to get the outside things that you would use maybe drinking or eating unhealthy to numb things out. 
thoughts, you started to feel things and that probably led you to feeling more comfortable cutting those out of your life and making the healthy choice because you finally gave a voice to yourself to how you started to feel. You didn't, you, you stopped fighting that I can't feel that this is dark. This is not good. And I think I mean, that might be one of the the biggest mistakes people do. They don't feel really what's really going on. And I was curious, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest mistake people make after a divorce? Oh, wow. Well, yes, I, you know, and I've been on a real path of that just recently, too. I read a book called Existential Kink. You guys have probably read that book. Have you read it? No. It's, well, it's all great, about, though. it's, oh, you'd love it. It's so good. And, um, it, but it's all about, you know, loving the dark parts too and allowing them to be out. Mm -hmm. And that's some, uh, like back then I didn't realize I'm, I'm about letting it out, right. Letting the darkness out and sitting with it and, and, um, and allowing it in a certain way. But she even takes it further. Like, can you love it and get off on it? And, and it loses its power over you at that point. Mm -hmm. So the biggest mistake that, um, people make after divorce has got to be just, not focusing on loving yourself, just like you said, um, you know, when the relationships don't work, just say, I'm going to just focus on me. I'm going to really do the work on myself and be in this space with myself. And it's just so easy, so easy to fall into those traps of other relationships and dating and moving too fast and working. And then I got to do that, then, you know, whatever the hell it is, rather than just slowing down for a minute and being like, what really makes me happy? And then you get a lot more perspective on the mate that you're looking for, mm. you know, and it gave me, I took, I started a list about a year and a half ago as I was dating of the type of person I really wanted and a Frankenstein list of the people I had dated. And I was like, okay, I'll take this from him. I'll take this from him. I've got the whole list on my phone. And, um, you know, I just tweaked it over time. And as I learned more about myself, I was like, oh, I really do want someone that's empathetic. I really do want someone that knows how to take a good picture or, you know, just whatever. It can be little things and big things. And, um, and, you know, I just thought maybe this exists, maybe it doesn't, but at least it gives me a lot more clarity and doesn't let me settle for something that, because uh, I'm worth, I'm worth this list. And I even took that list further. I even wrote, okay, this dream person that I'm dreaming of, who's he with? And so I started a list of myself. What, what, who is he with? What kind of a woman? And I, I was like, that's the kind of woman I want to be that fucking goddess queen right there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's everything on the list, you know, everything from business success and what I'm like there to, you know, giving amazing blowjobs or whatever the fuck. And so, you know, I really, it gave me a chance to focus on myself in that regard rather than just putting it external. And once you can become that person, suddenly things will fall into place. And I'm saying this from a point of when you and I booked this, when you guys and I booked this podcast, I was single and I was like, this is where I am. This is it. And right after that, this person manifested in my life and I'm still in shock, you know, and now I'm having sex and amazing sex. And like, I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't see that coming whatsoever. Okay. I'm so. going to ask about that amazing sex in a moment, but <laughs> great, great. I, I want to say, <laughs> I actually did the exact same thing. I made a list and I had everything on the list. And it's funny because, 
Because I, I, I think I showed you the list at some point, mm-hmm. maybe in the beginning of our relationship. But every once in a while, you know, like she'll do something cool or she'll have some like cool, you know, trade or something that happens to come up and she'll go, was that on your list? You know? <laughs> so we talk about the list all the time. But I love what you did. You actually took it a step further than what I did. This is straight up from business mastermind type of stuff, right? Because when you're doing a business mastermind and you're, you're creating your client avatar, right? And you're trying to figure out who do you have to be to meet that client avatar, right? But you did the same thing in your personal life, which is something that I don't think a lot of people do. I didn't do this when I made my list. I didn't go, who do I have to be to step up to find the person who meets that list? But it's a fantastic idea. Well, Kevin, had you worked with me, I would have got like taken you through that practice. This is the number one thing. I have every client who's like, I want to have this girl. She needs to have this and that. And I'm like, okay, so what kind of man or woman yes. like would, would that person date? And then I go like, they get those listen I'm like now be that person that, that's <laughs> yes, why I wanted to reinforce it because now that's what we do with people but I a lot of people never think about that because I'm saying you know back those years mm-hmm. back I didn't think about that either mm-hmm. I it had never really occurred to me but the more work I did just studying myself studying how to be a if I want a high value man I have to be a high value person myself and yes. so uh it was it was interesting and and you know I have I fully actualized that list? Not quite yet. I'm, but I'm, I say that because I'm thinking of money in particular, you know, like, am I making the money that I imagine that person on that list yet? Uh, that's this whole other conversation about it, it, wealth and knowing, you know, not a lack mm-hmm. mindset, but anyway, another conversation, but yes, it's, it's so cool to do. I recommend people do that. Absolutely. And, um, and just taking time, just taking time after divorce. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. So now you've done all of this work around self-love. Yeah. You've manifested this new person in your life. Mm-hmm. What is the sex life? Give us the juicy details. Tell us, tell everybody listening <laughs> what they can expect once they've done the work. <laughs> well, I'm going to back up just a little bit. If you don't mind. <laughs> just a little bit, but we'll get to that. I want to say how my progression went through the pandemic sex-wise. So um, I knew that this was all I had, right? This is, this is it. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to have hot, hot sex with myself, what's that going to be like? And so I really tapped into that and with masturbation and I, um, got really in touch with my own body and my own self. And I just learned to love it and get off on it. And rather than masturbate, thinking of images or looking at porn, I just really, really tuned into the sensations in my body. And like, I mean, I had all the time I needed, right? Like you just <laughs> lay there in bed for t- two hours or whatever, um, or an hour, you know, however long it takes, just really like honing in on how my body feels. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. I had never taken the time to do that. I don't, I don't think. No, I hadn't. And I'm sure a lot of women do that, I think. But, um, you know, with breath work and just with everything. And I started even to, and this is a sex magic thing I've learned now. I was just naturally doing it because I'm really into like magic and all that shit. We did a whole episode on that. (laughs) I'll have to tune into that. I love it. And so, yeah, so I, um, you know, just started naturally like 
thinking about a certain affirmation. I was going to say earlier, I'm, I'm into affirming things and affirmations. And so, you know, I would just get fixated on one thing, whatever it was, like I am love or, you know, um, whatever you want to manifest, like money flows to me. That's okay. Do it about money. Who fucking cares? And, um, and I would just really tune in with how I felt and think about that. And so, um, that got really just great. And I was just like, I'm, I'm great with this, you know, and you can really satisfy yourself. And I just really forced myself to go, what if you never get another dick in your life or something, you know, what if, and, um, and I had like a good solid five months with, with nobody else. And, Five and that was with a, no dick. That's terrible. It was a long time. It was a long time for me. I think it was the longest I've gone since I started having sex at 15. So, yeah. um, so, so that was such a cool thing to explore. I mean, if we're going to be candid about it, I just, I remember one time or two times, really, I even like put on like a fucking hot, like lingerie thing mm-hmm. and just did it in front of a mirror. And I was like, okay. And, um, And I think those are just great things to explore. Like, just fucking go for it with yourself. Like, why not? Yeah. And and so now this has led me to be a lot more in touch with myself in the sexual relationship that I'm in now. And uh, more than sexual relationship, love relationship. Like, it's happened very, very quickly. And it happened, um, I was on a retreat for the Aubrey Marcus um, Fit for Service group and in October. And it just so happened we did a lot of divine masculine and feminine work that particular day with um, Stephanos and Christy. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're incredible. And um, we took a break. We did powerful work where men had to bow at our feet. And it brought all the women and the men to tears because it it made us face our own value. And... That same day, my divorce was final. I checked my phone and I was shocked. I was like, whoa. And after we did that powerful work, we did some other exercises too that were just exceptionally powerful. And I, uh, I responded to my ex-husband because he said the divorce is final. And I responded and I said, I love you. And I wish so many good things for your life. And I was just shocked at myself. I was like, holy shit, I don't think I would have replied that yesterday, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and and he replied it back. And I just thought, what a step forward. Because two years before that, we were having things like supervised visitation and dark, dark things. And I mean, just if you continue the work on yourself, it will manifest in ways that you don't even see coming. And you will find a peace in your heart and a peace with yourself. And that is where I reached. And that day was just an extremely powerful day, October 16th. And I also connected with this man there. And um, I kind of, I was just, I felt something and I was like, hmm. And then um, about a month later, he rolled into town to do Aubrey's podcast, but then did mine as well, the Amy Edwards show, quick plug. And, um, <laughs> and and just from that moment, I I knew something was there. And we went out after the podcast just to get a bite to eat. And then it just took off from there. And now this sexual relationship is more open and more loving and more adventurous. And he's better than the list. He's everything on the list, but better. And I'm sure you are too, right? Oh, yeah. His list. And um, <laughs> yes, right? You make the list, but then suddenly you're like, 
holy shit, this is better than the list. How is that possible? Universe, <laughs> show me more, right? And um, and so what specifically would you like to know? Like so, so we'll, we'll today I was you, running late for this podcast because I couldn't we couldn't seem to get out of bed. So <laughs> I mean <laughs> I would love like, to know more about oh, that, but we don't shit. have time for it today. But what we will ask you is our very last question that we ask all of our guests. What is your best sexual talent? Oh, wow. My best sexual talent. Oh, God, that's a really tough question. Let me think for a moment. There's so many to choose from. (laughs) I know. I'm really talented. Um, After five months of self-pleasuring and knowing her body, she's discovered so many more things, and now she knows how to tune into her partner and can take him to higher levels. So, yeah, I can see that. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And, you know, I I mean, I don't even think he would be able to answer the question. Um, I... Well, first of all, I'm just surprised at, like, uh, my own growth in sexuality and that there's still things to learn and explore and do and how wonderful that is. And, like, I'm curious to explore it with one partner without looking outside for validation and what that can bring to your life, as I'm sure you two know. And um, and I just haven't really had that. So uh, we've talked about that. And... Um, Sex-wise, it's so hard because right now I'm feeling so in tune with my partner. You know, it's not like a dating thing where you just hook up. And um, I think tuning into myself is probably a really good sexual talent and being able to really love the moment. I'm going to go with presence in the moment. Mm. I'm going to go with presence in the moment because um, I've just recently been discovering that it's not about being goal-oriented. It's not about the orgasm. It's not about the end. Really get present. Really get present. And and like you said, getting in touch with my body and just those sensations and not making it about an end goal and an orgasm and achieving orgasm. I don't even like that phrase, achieve orgasm. It's like, oh my God, I have to achieve it? Ah, (laughs) So much work. (laughs) Yeah, it makes it sound like work. Right, me too. Am I getting an award at the end? Like shit. So what you've described- I'm going to go with presence, being present. Mm, Awesome. That is a master skill. And that is sort of the- what we would call the mastery side of being a great lover that mm-hmm. we we teach all of that stuff. We've done lots of episodes. We've covered all of those topics before. So so did I just achieve? Did I just win? Like <laughs> you, <laughs> you, did, you did. So I would I would just uh, tell our listeners that if you want to know more about what she's talking about, there go find those past episodes because we really broke that down and like really what does it mean to be president in a relationship? Why is it so important? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? All that kind of stuff. It is. A beautiful skill, and it is, like I said, sort of a mastery skill, right? So, like, I don't know if you ever achieved your dream of being really good at blowjobs or not, like you mentioned earlier. I'm great but- at it. I'm great at it. But, but again, you stay present. Stay present. I'm, like, putting my hand up. You stay present. If you know? you're watching the video, there's a little, a little simulation there. Sorry, I got to help it. But yeah, you stay, you stay present, right? You're not like, oh, I'm ready for this to be over or whatever. You're like, exactly. really? love what you're doing, Mm -hmm. love what you're doing and love the moment because this is all we fucking got this moment right here. Amy, this has been amazing. Great conversation. Tell our listeners how they can get more of you and listen to more of your stories. And uh, yeah, where, where can they find a hold of you? 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I have a brand new show called The Amy Edwards Show, and it is all about rocking life, transforming life the most efficient way possible because I'm, I'm, we're all busy, right? So just uh, develop these practices with me. Tune in. I have amazing, amazing guests and talk about something different that we can hone in on every single week. And you can find anything you need at amyedwards.com or find me on Instagram at Real Amy Edwards. I'd love to connect. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll put all the links in the description as always. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you to, for all that you put out there in the world, you guys, this is such valuable messaging and just modeling it with your own relationship is really powerful and inspiring. So thank you. And thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. There's so much more we could talk about. So many (laughs) more fun stories, I'm sure, but we are way out of time. So everybody, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>